You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Discovering Multifamily Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Scandariato with Red Knight Properties. And today we have another special guest here with us, uh, Vinny Fisher. Uh, Vinny is an entrepreneur and a uh, best-selling author. He's got 20 years of experience growing a lot of different companies. Um, he, uh, What we're going to talk about on here today is um, his platform, which is you know, how to optimize your back office, whether that's through, you know, a full service accounting team um, or, you know, uh, some other situations where um, you're trying to optimize your uh, a business in the most efficient way. And um, Vinny has a lot of uh, multifamily real estate experience as well. So I uh, figured to have him on the show as, as he'd be a good guest for it. And really excited to learn more about Vinny's platform. So Vinny, why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit about your platform? Well, thank you, Anthony, for having me as a guest. I look forward to the show. You know, uh, you know, I think you said it correctly there. I'm a, I'm a leader in business. You know, we have a firm called Fully Accountable where we provide fractional CFO and controller services to e-commerce and digital companies. Now, the question I would ask if I'm listening is, why would that guy be speaking to me as an audience of multifamily? And when we early on launched Fully Accountable, we had a real estate division to our company. Uh, We ceased that division, not because it wasn't a good category, but we really eat our own dog food. We niched down in order to scale up. And so I think the category of multifamily is, a, is, a, is an amazing category. I, uh, as a corporate uh, attorney, have had hundreds of transactions. And I had a title company where I used to be uh, close a lot of these commercial transactions. And so I know the space well. I've invested in the space in addition to uh, representing clients, both in our legal practice that we used to have, as well as our accountancy. So uh, I love the idea. And so I sometimes think about, depending on the nature of who we're we're talking to the versus active income versus a passive income nature uh, more than anything. But I think overall, the big picture is how is your back office structured in a way that allows you to, to most maximize efficient operation and really profit maximization? Sure. So, so let's talk about that for more of the active real estate um, operator audience who is listening or want to be active real estate operator. Yeah. So uh, when you hear accounting, when you hear fractional CFO, back office, typically it means you have a property management company as well as your investment company. Is that correct or is that a myth? You know, I think uh, both are true. I, I don't think it's the only scenario where you have that. I, I would say that what my advice early on is to any multifamily uh, company is looking at the size of your structure and what time, money, and resources are you dedicating to your back office? And what I mean by that is, you know, technology has really provided a great benefit to multifamily. You know, what used to not exist was the tech stack that allowed you to to, uh, really connect into top level accounting software, as well as to manage your resources. If you can invest in that internally, great. 
But with outsourced solutions out there that are specific even to the real estate industry, uh, it's almost incumbent upon you, regardless of whether you have a management office or not, to really look to one of these outsourced functions. And we could really uh, refer people into some of them that are quite good uh, in the multifamily space, but it frees you up from dedicating resources that you otherwise may have dedicated internally. You know, there are certain categories uh, that I speak about in uh, books we've written, where there are certain perfect categories that are uh, ideal for outsourcing. One of those is a back office function of accountancy, where you can lean on experts and have your operational team uh, adopt that outsource piece into your operating team, uh, almost frictionless. Great. So when you're talking about, um, at least when you're talking about accounting, are you talking mostly about bookkeeping? Are you talking about tax returns? Are you talking about cost segregation studies? What what service are you talking about specifically? Yeah, it runs the whole gamut, right? So, you know, I, I think it's good that everybody knows I built this service that we have um, for my need, right? I'm a problem solution marketer. I had a problem. I didn't really pay attention to uh, my back office. I didn't pay attention to my financial needs. I kind of avoided the topic. I'm a good marketer, good salesperson. Uh, and I would avoid back office because I, I lacked really any uh formal training in it. So I'm not an accountant. I'm actually not any of those things. And when I speak about this subject, I learned along the way, there are four or five components to accounting and finance department. Some of the basic book ledger entries, just first, first level to it. You know, as a business leader, you, you have to discover along the way that there's multiple layers to this whole process. First off, there's two bites at the apple. There's the active operation of your operation, and it has its own component of expense and tax. And then there's you, the underlying taxpayer of whatever entity flows through to you. So when I speak about finance, I now realize you got to speak about the highest level of it, knowing that the lowest level are things you need based on the maturity of your operation. So one of the things I think people don't realize is less than you know, 7% of all companies in North America actually do a million dollars of annualized revenue and above. And so we're talking about a small class of people that uh, businesses that actually have this maturity level that goes uh, into some depth of uh, a more complex finance department and needs uh, for certain things like cost segs or, um, or even things like a fractional CFO where you want an executive on your team. So it depends on the complexity of your organization. In the early days, if you're a smaller organization, you've got bigger fish to fry than you may about having a complex back office. But as you grow in size of revenue, you need to mature the complexities of your organization. And uh, that, that's what I would have learned along my journey. And, and that's my advice that I'm giving everybody. And so it's the long answer. And so we have a bunch of resources that we can give in the show notes that we want to help people along that journey to build their own office. And when they need so, go out and find uh, outsourced fractionalized services that really allow them to expand that and stay lean. And most real estate companies can stay massively lean and not have a large team and, and do really eight figures in revenue and above. Right. So, so when you're talking about these outsourced services, yeah. you mentioned, you know, a million dollars a year in annualized revenue. Is that kind of a benchmark that you would use? Well, because there could be startup companies or, you know, a company that's been around for a couple of years where they've been doing everything themselves and they're kind of ready to move on to the next level. Maybe they're not at that million dollars a year level, but they're, you know, they're getting close. Yeah. Um, but 
they're spending time on certain facets of the business that could be used, like you said, you're more of sales and marketing could be used to generate additional revenue. And then obviously that comes to hiring more employees and, and outsourcing more services. So is that like the general rule of thumb that you'd advise or was that just throwing it out there? <laughs> I for sure would advise that in the e-commerce and digital space, okay. in the real estate space, you know, once you start getting above a half a million of annualized revenue that comes back into uh, the multifamily operation, one of the things that I think everyone listening knows is you can stay really lean two to five people and grow up a large organization. Almost uh, a rule of thumb would think if you could think like, you know, the, the epicenter, the brain, the heartbeat of the company being those two or three or four people, well, then you could start outsourcing all other functions to good, competent vendors. And so I'd say in the real estate space, I'd start looking at that at $500,000 because your cost to uh, having an expert on your team is such a better ratio than bringing those people onto your internal team. Sure. And that makes a lot of sense. So besides um, accounting functions, are there other facets that operators can outsource, such as marketing? Um, what's the, the most common one seems to be accounting and finance. I mean, we've done that specifically, and it's worked out great, um, at least so far. Um, are there any other a- aspects that maybe, you know, especially in the real estate industry could kind of delegate outside of their internal. One of the things that um, a lot of multifamily companies do is they outsource the management of their properties to a company that does that. Not every multifamily has their own management team from managing the operations of the property. So that's an obvious thing that's been happening for a long time in this space that it isn't a foregone conclusion that you have a management, uh, uh, an operating manager on the properties. You look to a company to do that. So that's an obvious. Uh, As it relates to marketing, you know, uh, it's an interesting thing. There's two levels of marketing that happen at the multifamily. There's the marketing of filling the units and there's the marketing of the team uh, as it relates to the acquisition of units and the portfolio and deployment of capital. So it depends on which part of that spectrum you're in. But of course, that would be something that would be very outsourceable. I would speak to the opposite. What's not outsourceable, in my opinion, are the COO, kind of the, the core of the team. Uh, that tends to be a problem that I've seen most companies try to outsource pieces of its core brain. And I see a, a lot of problems happen uh, with active operating uh, back offices where they give the, the main part of the brain away when in reality, some of these other functions are better outsourceable. Sure. And that's why you see a lot of almost like companies that are mature, they, they sell and then you have the original founders still on the board because- you know, the, the, the heart of the company's kind of gone. Uh, so that's interesting. But anyway, um, yeah, that discussion, that's true. And there's a real thing that founder syndrome is a thing, right? And so, you know, I've worked really hard in my career to try to build our organizations beyond my shadow so that, you know, if truly everything is for sale, you've built it in a way that a new incoming buyer is going to be 
at least having a less footprint of you having a shadow over the entire organization. So, you know, it's incumbent upon us as the leaders of the things that grow these things to always be struggling with that issue. If you're not struggling with that issue, then I would say you're too in love with uh, being mired into your own company. And, and that can be uh, dangerous for uh, deployment, acquisition, uh, sale. Like I think it runs a myriad of problems, leading your team, uh, actually stepping away from your business. And so I would always be struggling with that first and foremost as the leader. And I do every day with, as the leader of our organization. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. So I guess what would, what would you say, um, you know, in order to, to take that next step in terms of, um, you know, if a company's looking at, you know, maybe they have an in-house CPA or yeah. maybe they have a chief marketing officer. Um, is it pretty much anybody who's not, inside the core team to outsource or at least not kind of, at least for small businesses, um, not within the, you know, founding team to kind of outsource and delegate, you know, to, to experts that may be working virtually, you know, across the country, especially if you live where the company's based in a high cost area like New York, you can attract talent from, you know, all over the place uh, at a lower cost. It doesn't mean that they're any worse, um, you know, they could be even better than some higher cost talent over here. So I guess, you know, I guess what would be your advice for, you know, let's say for a fractional CFO or accounting service to, to um, have the business owner be okay with almost a virtual, it's almost like a virtual service, but it's still a, per, you know, it's still a team that's, that's working uh, on your company without being physically there. Yeah. So, you know, outsourcing as a category is big, right? Business process outsourcing is a large industry. It only has been this season of business, this last five or six years, that technology has really caught up to the accounting and finance space. Historically, tech has not, it's lacked in the back end. So you've almost needed it internally. So I practice a theory uh, that, um, believes in the minimally viable product. And so I do that in almost every scenario of our business. And, and if you have an MVP attitude in the way you run your business, it would almost implore you to have an outsourcing attitude first. And what I mean by that is I would rather uh, immediately have a hookup or a need to work with an outsourced expert. And then I would consider in building the uh, resource internally. So I have, if I early, since the beginning of my career, I've had it flipped on its head. I would rather skip to the front of the line and leapfrog in expertise and pay for an outsourced relationship. And then I would consider whether I would want to build it internally. So I think, uh, you know, this idea of wanting to build it internal um, is actually kind of odd opposite what an early enterprise should be thinking about. And now with today's global access to technology and team, I think that a leader needs to renew this habit. And if they have a habit of inside first, outside second, I would almost encourage you, I would encourage you to flip that script. That makes a lot of sense. Um, Vinny, you mentioned you have some giveaways for us. Yeah. So at fullyaccountable.com forward slash multifamily, you know, 
it's all yours for free. We have two best-selling books, The CEO's Mindset and another one called False Profits, as along with ways that we would build the back office and operate our company. Our whole goal here at Fully Accountable is so that you can do this. You can do this yourself. You can build all these things. And then there are ways to work with outsourced firms. And so we give you materials on how to go and make sure you're working with the one that belongs best fit for you. So for our audience listening, we're not a great fit because we don't like to work with multifamily, not because it isn't a category we like, it's because we decided to own another category. But there are really firms, uh, and we'll help you guide through that. But I think one of the best things I would encourage you to read is the CEO's mindset. And I think you should grow as a leader. The first chapter is named after the book. It's so important that as you grow up in, in business maturity and your business grows around you, if you are actually challenging the habits that got you there and developing new ones, you're going to struggle with growing an enterprise bigger than your shadow. And so I highly encourage uh, always to be battling the habits that got you to where you are today, because you're going to need new ones to push into a category where you haven't been before. And so my books are kind of a self-discovery of me doing that on a couple of eight-figure businesses that we've built. And one of them we exited. That book speaks a lot about one I tragically broke because of some of those old habits that I didn't breakthrough, but we'd love for you to take advantage of those gifts with the link in the show notes. That's awesome. And how else can people find you, Vinny? You know, I'm very accessible on social media. You can find me at Vinny Fisher, vinnyfisher.com, all the forward slash Vinny Fisher handles. And you can just come to Fully Accountable. We created an email. We care at Fully Accountable. We love to get people hooked up into the right spot. You know, we do a lot of work in real estate uh, because our clients who are active and what they do love to take a little bit more of a passive approach in their real estate. So we would love to get you connected if this is an active category with you, uh, with firms and people that we know that really are dialing deep the multifamily category. So, you know, no request that goes unasked or answered. And so uh, we're just here to help people really, truly uh, thrive at doubling their profit margin. That's awesome. So I, I encourage everybody to, to go to uh, Vinny's social media platforms, as well as to um, download the, the free ebook that Vinny's so graciously given our audience. And we really appreciate that. And um, yeah, give him a shout. Let him know what you think of the book. And if you please uh, have some time. If you can rate, uh, if you liked it, if you can please give us a rating on iTunes and review, it really helps uh, Vinny and myself get our message out to a greater audience. That's just the way iTunes work works. Right. So we really appreciate that. And uh, thanks for coming on, Vinny. I really appreciate it. Oh, Anthony, thanks for having me. I'll tell you, I, I wish more dedicated professionals like yourself would just invest a little more time in helping the people around us you know, if we have a value proposition to help the people around us, uh, it, it will come multiple fold back in return. And so I love when I see the entrepreneurial community investing and helping others and paying it forward, right? And doing what we're doing. So thanks for having me and giving me an opportunity to do the same. Totally agree. Thanks again, Vinny. All right, buddy. See you.